Welcome to FranPath Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are FranPath Consulting. Hey, Britt. Hey, Sam. How are you today? I am well. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm great. I'm doing really well, thanks. Good. What a fun time to be in the middle of January already in a new year and really I feel like time's already flying. It is. It's weird to say 2022. I keep writing things as 2021, and I can't believe we're already in the middle of January. I know. I know. When I always think back to when you're a kid, everything moves so slowly, and then now it's like, what? <laughs> what year is it? Where am I? How did we get here? So, And I think COVID does make it feel like some of those years were stolen from us in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Yep. I definitely agree. And I think speaking of COVID, I think that's been kind of a, a common theme as we've talked to clients here in the first part of this year has been some of the fear. And we try not to bring a lot of that into this podcast. We try not to talk too much about things that are going on out there, if you will, outside of our entrepreneurial bubble. But I think we're remiss to not talk about how some of that fear of the unknown has manifested itself now as wanting more. And we're seeing people moving past the fear portion of, of COVID, of this pandemic, and moving into the how do I harness that power of the unknown and, and looking to entrepreneurship and other avenues, obviously, as well. We've talked about on previous episodes that we're seeing people, you know, coming out of the pandemic and or in the midst of the pandemic that, you know, are recognizing they want more balance. They want time with their families, more um, motivators, I would say, are coming to the forefront. But anytime someone's looking to make any type of life change, an investment, a new job, a, whatever it may be, there's always going to be some fear in place. So I think it's about recognizing that fear and then figuring out where do you go from there? How do you handle that fear? And what do you really want? And are you going to let something hold you back? You know, whatever letter of the Greek alphabet will be on by the time that this gets released or your own personal limiting belief systems. How long do you let that hold you back, you know, in any capacity? And when do you really decide to make that pivot and move into something else? Mm -hmm. Yep. It's all about recognizing that fear, letting go of that fear, making moves forward towards your goals. I think that's a great time to bring in our guest today, somebody that I'm sure has had some fear in moving forward, but we've certainly never seen it. Um, has just launched an amazing franchise brand. We have Dan DeQuisto today, the co-founder and president of Laundro Lab. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, it's my pleasure. I appreciate the, the invite and I'm excited about our conversation. Absolutely. So if you don't mind, just by starting out today, would you just introduce yourself I know that you have kind of a meandering story that ends at Laundro Lab, or should we say begins at Laundro Lab now? It's a new beginning. Would you mind just walking us through how you became a Laundropreneur? Absolutely. I think it's uh, it's the first question we probably get asked in every conversation. How did uh, two best friends uh, from the Midwest uh, ultimately 
decide to endeavor down the the laundry industry path. Um, I do wish my uh, my co-founder was here with me. Um, he's uh, I wouldn't be where I am today, or we wouldn't be where we are today with uh, without each other, and and uh, that's a big part of our story. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, I'll try and try and be a, a little bit quicker with it. But I think our our story is really one of the big differentiators in in how we've gotten to where we are today and and where we're heading. And so um, the 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 quick part of the beginning was uh, we were born and raised in Minnesota, small town. Uh, we were the best friends uh, and brothers we never really had. And and uh, we always knew we wanted to get into business together. So we were always getting into uh, some sort of trouble, starting businesses or or uh, hustling, doing whatever um, at an early age. And and uh, once we graduated, uh, my co-founder actually went to Wake Forest uh, uh, for undergrad uh, down here in North Carolina. Um, and uh, during his uh, uh, freshman year, he got a, a chance to work for an on-campus business called Wakewash, uh, which was essentially a student-run business that uh, emerged out of an entrepreneurship project or class um, to uh, or that ultimately uh, was picking up and delivering dirty laundry from uh, freshmen's doors. Um, and one thing led to another. He immersed himself in that business um, and had a pretty successful career in the laundry space uh, a few years before we started together, um, ultimately grew it, sold it uh, to some incoming students and and uh, made some pretty good cash at a, at a 21-year-old age um, getting into his, his big boy career. Um, and that's where uh, ultimately we led uh, getting to Charlotte, North Carolina, where we started and launched our first company together called 2U Laundry uh, in uh, actually almost six years ago to this day um, is when we started. And we were 23-year-olds uh, living, uh, well, I was actually in Minneapolis at the time. Uh, he convinced me to quit my job, break the lease on my house. Um, I grabbed another one of our best friends and packed up everything that I could in my car and, uh, embarked down, uh, the, the true entrepreneurship journey of, of whatever you, you had was, uh, what was your net worth to your name. And, and, uh, we ultimately, uh, moved into a, a three bedroom, condo in downtown Charlotte with five dudes, uh, with the, with the goal of, uh, uh starting a, a laundry business. Um, and we did just that. Uh, and so we, we saw a bunch of companies on the West coast at the time, raise some capital to, to build sort of this Uber for laundry model. That's when everything was getting Uberized. Um, and we just thought it was the wrong sort of strategy or not necessarily the strategy that was going to work long-term. Um, and so we applied our own sort of characteristics to a similar concept. But at the end of the day, laundry is a very, very old school chore that traditionally you do um, in the comfort of your own home. Um, and uh, But in modern world today, people are trying to buy their time back. And the last thing that people want to do are our household chores like laundry or grocery delivery or house cleaning, uh, landscaping, lawn care, et cetera. And, and most people now um, are outsourcing those things. And so we just thought there was a cut. We were on this cusp of, of uh, offering a service um, that was really paramount towards quality. Um, and so uh, we ultimately started to laundry with the goal of, of uh, building and scaling a, a national pickup and delivery um, brand and service that was catered to busy families with kids to uh, ultimately give them their time back. And, and so over that period, I mean, we, we didn't know anything. We were again, 23 limited cash 
Um, and we just hustled our way into uh, generating, I want to say in our first year, we launched in January of 2016. And we ended the year with uh, 350000 in in revenue, thousands of customers. We had hired drivers already at that time. Um, we brought on a CTO. Um, we developed a website and a mobile app. And, and so everything just we I don't I can't even think about how we put it all together that quickly. But fast forwarding, um, we grew the business significantly. We raised uh, some venture capital over the last six years. We've raised about uh, 10 million in venture capital from investors. Very sophisticated. Um, that has allowed us to ultimately scale and, and pivot. Um, during challenging times. And we got accepted into uh, Techstars, the accelerator program in Atlanta, which is backed by uh, Cox Enterprises. And and so we got emerged into all these different programs and networks of successful other entrepreneurs to help guide us down the path of building a business. Um, and so um, during that time, we were servicing customers in, in Charlotte and Atlanta uh, and realized that to continue to scale and grow, we needed to uh, vertically integrate on our own supply chain. And really what that means, uh, if you think about it, we were going home to home, hundreds of customers a day, picking up uh, laundry and dry cleaning, things you'd put in your washer and dryer, things you'd bring to the dry cleaner. Um, and there's no place to bring those other than uh, a traditional laundromat. Um, and so we were operating in other people's laundromats, taking advantage of their downtime and, and capacity during off hours. Um, and they loved it. But we realized that there was a, a, a margin opportunity and a quality control opportunity. And so um, uh, we decided to build our own laundromat with the goal of servicing our thousands of customers in Charlotte. And uh, uh, we almost accidentally built one of the top producing laundromats in the country. We just applied all the characteristics that made our pickup and delivery business successful, technology, um, a five-star world-class customer service experience, um, uh, branding, uh, all the above, and just had a team at that time to really drive that engine forward. And uh, during the pandemic, um, our pickup and delivery business took a little bit of a hit. I mean, I think almost everything did. No, there was really a lot of unknown, um, but our laundromat here in Charlotte didn't skip a beat. Um, and in fact, it was growing ridiculous percentages uh, month over month. Um, and uh, we ultimately have this vision of of building a world class brand, servicing and and giving people their time back. And we're right now we're just having to do that through laundry. Um, and uh, our pickup and delivery business needs uh, our laundromat to uh, to thrive and succeed. And so, um, the, during the pandemic, we had a board meeting. Um, ultimately, uncovered an opportunity to uh, franchise. Uh, our brick and mortar laundromat concept, because historically laundromats are an incredibly attractive investment model that provides a, a, a highly passive semi-absentee recurring revenue, essentially, um, that are basically recession and pandemic resistant. Um, but there's never really been a concept that somebody can kind of buy into that's a, a full service turnkey solution. And so we recognize that opportunity um, and ultimately incubated Laundry Lab um, and brought that to market here uh, just over a year ago today. And, and we couldn't be more ecstatic about the success, the attraction from high net worth individuals and investors all over the country. Um, and we just uh, have really validated that there's something very exciting here. And uh, we're now just surrounding ourselves with the best possible people um, to help us uh, ultimately achieve our goal of, of building Laundry Labs across the country. 
So there are a lot of laundromats out there. We hear that from our clients and we show this brand to our clients. We truly love it. Um, we feel like there's a lot of differentiators here. What has made Laundry Lab so successful? What are the differentiators from a consumer standpoint? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, this is a, the thing that I get most excited about are, are opportunities in other industries like this, where it's an incredibly fragmented industry that's really basically has not been changed in 20, 30, 40 years. Um, and there was never really been a, a let's call it a 2.0 model. Um, it's always just been the same, same old machines have been gotten better. Um, but realistically, it's still just four walls and, and some machines and customers come in and, and uh, basically take care of themselves. But um, there's a lot of opportunity nowadays um, to improve the customer experience. And that's really what our model is focused around, not only improving and providing a five-star customer experience, but um, on the other side, you need high quality owners. And so we've developed a, a proprietary sort of system and playbooks that have ultimately allowed us to double and triple the the industry averages of of operating KPIs within a laundromat. And and uh, I think a lot of it has to do with you take um, very, uh, uh, I guess, young, hungry, leveraging technology and data, and you apply it to something that just hasn't been changed in years. And there's just so much to unlock. And that's what our team has basically been doing uh, over the last six years. And we just, we weren't, this wasn't a generational wealth thing. We, we didn't have, our parents didn't own laundromats growing up. And it was just something you take almost a naive uh, business uh, individual, put them into uh, a business. And, and we were just there to start solving problems and optimizing revenue. And so I think there's so many different components and factors to why Laundry Lab is different than other laundromats, but it comes down a lot to the team, the technology, the data that we use, and just the hyper obsession over the customer and franchisee experience. And so it's ultimately attracting really sophisticated investors who have who want to keep their corporate job, um, but they want to diversify their portfolio into other things outside of some of the distractions today, whether it's stock market or crypto or or real estate. Um, this is uh, something that we're now sort of enabling uh, a modern day investment into laundromats. And you touched on so many important things in what we do, which is we look for high quality brands that have really solid teams concepts that aren't going anywhere. And then I would say 90% of our clients don't want to walk out of the door on their job tomorrow. They want to have that balance and they want to really use this as an investment. And so much of their ability to do that is based on the team that the franchisor provides. You have one heck of a team behind you guys. You have advisors, board members, investors. Can you touch on some of the names in there and then how you compiled this amazing group of people behind you guys? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have a, I think, uh, a showcase-worthy uh, group of team members, investors, mentors, advisors. Like you're saying, I mean, we've been able to uh, surround ourselves, thankfully, through some of the net entrepreneur networks that Alex and I are part of, and we've met the the founders and and uh, CEOs and executives from from Pods, Neighborly. Um, uh, Buff City Soaps, uh, um, College Hunks, Hauling Junk. I mean, uh, the list goes on. We've just been so fortunate to very quickly immerse ourselves in the franchising world of executives. 
Um, uh, one uh, board member that we're incredibly excited to have on is a, is a woman named Kim Jones. She's the CFO and president of Spanx, Sarah Blakely's company, who just brings a completely different mindset to uh, what we're doing and building, um, how we're customer experience, the brand, et cetera. And so we have just been um, humbled by uh, what the, the, the team we've been able to attract. And um, it was something we really recognized early on. Um, and uh, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I tell almost anyone is that it takes a village to do what you're doing. You can't do things on your own. Um, I'm incredibly uh, um, skeptical of people who do a lot of things on their own. And I mean, you guys are Fran path. It's two of you. Um, it's, uh, uh, it's something that, um, uh, you just, you can't do alone and you want to surround yourselves with those good people. And, and we've been building that village. We knew that in laundries, especially, um, robots aren't coming around for 20, 30, 40 years. Um, this is a people first business. Um, and, uh, it's something that, um, we knew, uh, we needed help on. And, and so we strive to find world-class talent, investors, mentors, all of the above. And again, I think you called it out, but that, that's really what makes us different. Um, it's uh, uh, when investors are looking at opportunities or the right sophisticated investors, they're betting in the jockey, not necessarily the horse. Um, and uh, the, the jockeys that we have that are, we kind of all uh, create, um, I think is, is one that really is attractive to people. I think it's certainly been attractive to our clients. And you touched a little bit on who you're looking for and what they're doing now. But what do you find the most successful Launder Lab franchisees or the most successful people that you've had come into your system? What do they have in common? What type of person should be franchising Launder Lab? Yeah, this it's a great question. I mean, we obviously check the boxes on you want to have some sort of business minded, um, obviously financially qualified, et cetera, et cetera. Those are things that are obviously apparent. Um, I think we've been more methodical on who we uh, have decided to ultimately bring on board. Um, I think that was one of the biggest pieces of advice we got early on was it's critical to identify and find the best franchisees. And you don't want to just let anybody into the system because that can ultimately impact your brand negatively very quickly. And you don't necessarily have control. Um, you can fire an employee. You can't necessarily fire a franchisee um, in most cases. And it's uh, it's something that we've just been so detail oriented around. Um, I, I'm, I confidently could say we could have more franchisees today than, than we have, but we've just decided that we want to just have such a core strong group. And I honestly think that's, what's going to make our brand different is not only, um, the, the, the franchises we have, but the network that we're creating. And we hope that it's entrepreneurial minded and we want them to focus and grow laundry labs, but they're ultimately going to work together on other things. And I think that's the common thing to answer your question that I've found is um, our, our investors are so smart and uh, owners are, are, are looking to do really big things and they believe in the vision. They're very entrepreneurial minded, whether they think they are or they're not. And that's, that's really what we look for. And uh, the, the term entrepreneur, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's funny, but it's a, it's a serious um, part of our, of our business. And, and we want our, at least in the early days of, of our brand, we want people who can believe in the bigger picture um, who b also obviously believe in building and growing their own single um, 
or multiple laundry labs, but we want them to ultimately come in and, and help us grow the brand together. And we're very transparent that, hey, we've figured out a lot of things and that's what makes us an attractive franchise system. But there's a lot that we also want to unlock and because we have a big vision for it and we want our franchisees to be a part of that. And so we want to leverage them um, just as much as they leverage us. And, and uh, so far, it's been an incredible experience. So what does the role look like for a franchisee? You've brought on some incredible franchisees. We've said it a few times already today, high caliber people, high net worth people. What does the role of the franchisee look like? Yeah, I mean, we boil it down pretty simple into the business model. And I think that's ultimately what's attractive. Um, in our business, you're essentially managing the finances and you're managing a manager. It's a true semi-passive uh, semi-absentee business model. Laundromats, thankfully, are uh, a business where 90% of your revenue is generated from customers who essentially take care of themselves. Um, it's a very simple labor model. Um, we really only have about one employee, maybe two on the weekends who are working. No inventory. You're not dealing with subscription models. Um, uh, and so it's a pretty light um, business model. And so franchisees are attracted to it because their role can be managed um, uh, really a lot what we've done with technology access right from their fingertips. They can check the health, the pulse, um, they can uh, generate data all from the finger from their fingertips, phone, computer, and you almost don't have to spend more than a couple hours a week if it's set up uh, appropriately um, inside the store. And so that's the role that a lot of our franchisees are playing and, and expecting to play. Um, and one that they're excited about, because again, if, if you're, you're generating cash flow and they're very competitive cash flow numbers to a lot of other investments, um, and you can keep the job that you have. And so you're now you're starting to build this foundation of wealth generation, um, and generating wealth, uh, long-term, and then you layer in a real estate opportunity um, for other sophisticated investors. And, and there's another income stream of uh, wealth generation. And so I think that's really where this model is going to go um, and ultimately attract these CEOs, COOs, VPs, et cetera, um, and uh, people who are looking at multiple diversification sort of opportunities. So what I heard you say is if you're looking at commercial real estate or if you're thinking about making a real estate play with Laundro Lab, they do have the opportunity to buy the dirt as well. 100%. So not just yep. the business. Yep. And I think that's an exciting unlock that we have as a, as a company. Um, we've been able to surround ourselves with a lot of high class real estate executives who um, are salivating over opportunities like this because we're the, we're not competing in class A real estate with a lot of the fitness brands or or other uh, restaurants and and uh, it's not a service brand um, uh, with a, a huge MSA territory. I mean, you're talking about a class B, class C real estate where there's a lot of tax advantage opportunities um, and laundromats are. Uh, basically a business that's going to stay in the same spot for 20 plus years. And so if you're buying the the dirt and, and the, the real estate, um, you ultimately are generating wealth through that asset of ownership. And then you're generating cash flow from the franchise business. That's going to be, that's basically recession resistant. Um, and then you're um, generating sort of uh, income with the job that you're able to keep because this is a semi-absentee business model. So um, I think it's really exciting for 
those types of individuals who who look at real estate as a as an opportunity. There's a lot of attractive qualities about this business and you can tell that you're passionate about it. So I want to know what is your why? What's your why for being in the laundry business, for being an entrepreneur, for being in franchising? Like what is your why? That's a great question. It's honestly something my co-founder and I ask ourselves a lot. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that like I, at 20 years old, leaving college, like I wanted to be in the laundry, laundry business whatsoever. Um, I think at that time it was, it was, our opportunity um the 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 world was speaking to us at that time to get in and it was it was something where uh, honestly my co-founder and i found it as a way for us to connect and do something challenging together and it just happened so that it was in laundry um and thankfully and excitingly enough the laundromat and laundry industry in and of itself is a massive opportunity we have a true billion dollar opportunity in front of us um, when you're you're talking about what we're doing with Laundry Lab and then our two you pick up and delivery business that I mentioned together, they work so well, sort of synergistically. They're they're attracting different customer bases, and so you combine those market um, sizes together, and this is a, a forty plus billion dollar opportunity for us. And so we get excited over just challenging problems to solve and building businesses. And I think now as we've been in it, just the people that we get to connect with more than anything to fuel the the business is exciting. And, and that's something that is part of my why is just helping, growing, building um, people. And uh, I, w- what gets me excited every single day to wake up is coming into work with a team that we have to solve this problem um, with our uh, financially satisfying our investors, our owners, um, giving them a platform and a foundation to uh, achieve their goals w- with what they have and, and building wealth for their families. And uh, it's, it's exciting to have sort of somewhat of a control around that. And then the, the last thing there is uh, naturally with Laundry Lab, we're going into lower income areas of town. Um, laundromats are an essential business. It's something that these customers, they have to come in every single day or every single week into our store. Um, multiple times they're spending an hour and a half inside the store. So if you think about that and you break that down, um, it's it's a lot of time for our customers that they're spending inside of our stores. And and uh, it's ultimately why we over-invest in, in sort of the experience that they have inside the store. And it's a community center and, and it impacts and enhances the communities we ultimately operate in. And that's something to get incredibly excited about, not only as us as a company, but our owners as well. They can have that small impact on that community in San Antonio or Denver or wherever, um, it truly is uh, an enhancing, uh, an enhancement to the community that they operate in. So all that, all that together is is the why. Um, it's the people, um, and it's ultimately giving people time back to do things that matter most. More family, hus- side hustles, whatever it is, um, we get to be a part of that. I love that the people, because if it comes back to the people, you can't go wrong. And I think when we think of laundry, you don't necessarily think of impacting the community, but so many of the things that you guys have built into this business are so impactful for the people that do laundry. You know, I have children and if I'm by myself for a weekend or something's going on and I would have to go to a laundromat and had to bring my kids, I know that it would, you know, it would be absolute chaos. But you guys have some things built in there 
that are so focused on, you know, moms or dads that have to do laundry and kids are there. Can you touch on that a little bit? Because you really are impacting communities. And I, I think that's so powerful. Yeah, no, another great question. I mean, it's, it's the small things. And those are the things that we like to focus on. And, and we look at, at the uh, the business opportunity is more than just a, a profitable business. I mean, we, again, want to, the, the best companies in the world have the best customers, customer experiences from how they support their customers to the value that they bring their customers to how they, they experience their, their website or their in-store. Um, and we wanted to, again, the change the typical laundromat experience. It's not about shoving as many washers as you can into uh, a small square footage because you think that that's what's ultimately going to generate you the most revenue. You think it would if you're on the if you're only thinking on the surface, but if you take 10, 10 plus steps below, um, there's a lot to unlock in um, building a loyal customer base. And we approached building laundromats that that way, and we wanted to be different and. Um, if you, again, I mentioned it, most of our customers are spending on average 90 minutes inside of that store. Um, and they're, then the whole time they're not sitting there loading a washer or folding clothes. And so we thought, how else can we impact the experience? And that ultimately comes down to where we locate ourselves and what other co-tenants or, or uh, opportunities are in there. It's uh, part of the technology that we have. You can start a washer with your phone, start a dryer with your phone. Um, uh, we have a service where we'll flip your stuff from your washer to your dryer. So you can go leave and do errands, um, simple things like free Wi-Fi, So people can take the time to finish their homework for school or apply for a job. Um, kids play area. Um, we partnered with scholastic books, um, and, uh, have a really cool program called read, play, learn, um, where we, we create a little kids play area. So you, well, as you mentioned, your kids can go hang out. They're in a safe um, secure area. Um, and there's games and there's books. And, and ultimately the goal is for them to take the books home with them and share with their, with their friends, bring it to school. Um, and it's a big literacy program. And again, those are just small things that we have in place, um, to really impact the laundry lab brand. And, and, uh, it just comes to show that we want to take care of and care for our customers more than just having them come I in. I love the culture. Revenue that you bring to the table that you're building you and, and your partner and your teams are building. I think that really resonates through everything that you've said today. I'm also very impressed with the team that you've built around you, behind you, on your board of advisors, your investors. You've named some incredible people today. I have to imagine, you know, starting out as an entrepreneur at a young age, surrounding yourself with some impressive people, you probably have received a lot of great advice. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? I, I think it goes back to what I was kind of uh, mentioning earlier is just you got to surround yourself with the right people. You can't do it alone. Um, one of the first things that Alex and I did when we got to Charlotte, we didn't know any, we didn't know anyone here who started businesses, especially a laundry consumer business. I mean, Charlotte is predominantly dominated by finance um, and banking. And, and so it was the startup community was almost non-existent and we almost had to create it and start it ourselves. And we, I think one thing that we're really good at is we're scrappy, we're, we're hustlers and we're not afraid to ask people questions and, and uh, get in front of um, successful entrepreneurs and people who have done it before, because more often than not, anyone that you ask to help 
they're going to help. And uh, I think that's the some sort of fear that people have is is not wanting to burden someone or or even make that that uh, um, that ask. And uh, you just can't be can't be afraid to ask if you don't ask you don't get and and so not only do you need to get in front of those people um but more often than not they're going to be willing to help and you got to ask those tough right quest- questions and so um I, I think i would tell anybody uh who biggest piece of advice is you just you can't do it alone um surround yourself with good people and and it really truly takes a village and and you you can't really have that ego um i i know it all mentality um, and again, I think that's one thing my co-founder and I have just really embraced is we're, we're sponges um, and we're, we're going to listen. We're going to ask a ton of questions because w- there's a lot of people out there who have done things successfully. And um, uh, you can really apply a lot of those similar characteristics of success to almost any business. And so um, that's just something that we've really kind of took to heart, documented and, and have used it to our advantage. And so. Uh, again, I wouldn't. I don't think we'd be anywhere near where we are today if we haven't done that from the beginning and and continue to do that. And a good example of that is being new to franchising and and just being able to surround ourselves with awesome people who, if asked, are willing to really help almost do anything and and point you in the right direction. And so, um, I think that's ultimately accelerated um, uh, sort of the the early success foundation that we've built think, here. Again, today. It, it comes back to the people. And I, I love that that's where your story starts is with the people and it keeps coming back there. And I think that's so admirable and has brought you guys so much success and will continue to bring success. And thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and sharing this information with us and our clients today. And we are just so appreciative of that and wish you so much more success and cannot wait to work with you guys again in the future. No, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, you guys are awesome. And uh, uh, I'm excited to uh, Thank continue you listening so much. And, Have a great day. Along. Likewise. Laundry. I'm jazzed. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I like laundry, Brittany. I know you don't like laundry, <laughs> but to you, you is right up my alley from a consumer standpoint. So <laughs> ready to have it in my market. So we'll have to look out for the next investor in my market. It's a great concept. I see why people love it. Uh, the model, the community aspect, I'm blown away by the team that they've built around them, both on the development side with brand one and their board and their partners, just two really impressive entrepreneurs. So I was thrilled to have them on today. Yes, they definitely have a lot of MVPs on that board. And, and in franchising, you know, they really have like the 1985 bears of boards. So I'm sorry for any other fans out there, but they've got a great team behind them. If you guys want to learn more about Laundro Lab, please email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow our podcast on Apple and Spotify. It's the Fran Path Consulting Podcast. If you're so inclined to leave a five-star review, we would be very appreciative. You can find us on Instagram at Fran Path, Facebook and LinkedIn at Fran Path Consulting. And if you're interested in business ownership or just dipping your toe into entrepreneurship at all, please feel free to go to franpathconsulting.com to find out through our free assessment if business ownership is for you. Have a great week.